The Sex Ed with Tim podcast is recorded on the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabeg, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat peoples, and is now home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit, and Métis people. We acknowledge that Toronto is covered by Treaty 13, signed with the Mississaugas of the Credit, and the Williams Treaty, signed with multiple Mississaugas and Chippewa bands. You're listening to Sex Ed with Tim. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sex Ed with Tim podcast. I'm your host, Tim. I'm a certified sex educator. I identify as a chaotic homosexual. And did you know that one of the best things about jokes is that they're like cocaine. You only need one good line. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it wasn't. Dad jokes. <laughs> Uh, all the years I've spent in the line at the drag bar, waiting for the bathroom to quote-unquote pee. <laughs> I mean, I would do it off the drag queen's tits, the fake tits, but, you know. You know. It, what's more hygienic, a drag queen's fake tits or, like, the metal surface of the sink in the bathroom bar? Uh, like I'm, I'm doing a risk calculation here. <laughs> that is harm reduction. It is, and speaking of harm reduction, that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today. And I've got the perfect guest to speak all about harm reduction. I have with me Naya. Hey, Naya, how you doing? Hi, I'm doing great. How are you? Thank you for uh, having me. Thank you for coming here and just like being your amazing, gorgeous, tatted up self. You are so fucking cool. I'm so glad that we connected over social media, the power of Instagram. I am <sighs> lit. I had some, I don't know what was in this. I already forgot. Oh, not, um, forgot. not me forgetting. <laughs> we just started. <laughs> we did. And she is lit. <laughs> I love it. I actually don't know. I, I think I just grabbed some bottles and shit and put it in this mug. Um, I'm still alive, which is... It, it, did it taste good? That's all that matters. It, it did. It did. Okay. Okay. I know. And it, it was a little sweet, which is super dangerous because I am diabetic, but I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Um, okay. <laughs> oh, shit. Hold on now. <laughs> I'm not going to need to go grab no emergency insulin or anything, am I? <laughs> I am well-stocked, boo-boo. I am well-stocked. Okay. Listen, I always say I may be a sex educator, but I never said I was a good sex educator. <laughs> oh, I'm trash. I'm trash. Um, but enough about me being disgusting. Uh Let's talk about you and our topic for today, Naya. Um, let introduce us. Introduce yourself to the world. Sure. Um, my name is Sanaya or Naya. Uh, my pronouns are they, them. I'm a sex educator, harm reductionist, abortion doula, home mentor, um, community advocate, organizer, 
Um, yeah, I'm just, you know, your fave non-binary hoe. <laughs> You're doing the Lord's work, truly. <laughs> oh. Well, thank if, you. If Jesus walked this earth, he would be like harm reduction on you and your children and your family and your cow. Yes. Right? Yes. Jesus was all about the harm reduction. Uh, you know what? Yes, because he did say that people could come as they are. I thought you were going to say on my face. I'm like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Just Thank jumped you. right into it, right? <laughs> Honestly, I mean, I have had a guy named Jesus come on my face. But... I... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you don't know what you signed up for when you said you were going to be on my show. No, you know what? This is great because I say a lot of out-of-pocket things, so it's it's fantastic. it's fantastic. I love nothing more than out of pocket. Just like a stranger's cocaine. Just like, no, I'm kidding. No, 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 no. Never do that. As long as you have your test strips with you, I think it's fine. Ooh, okay. So let's get right into the juiciness of this because I love this. You and I both work in harm reduction. Well, I volunteer, um, which makes me a better person than most people, obviously. Um <laughs> No, uh, but let's start at the very, very beginning. What exactly is it when we're referring to harm reduction? So traditionally, of course, harm reduction is really centered around drug use and drug users. Um, but as we kind of have seen in the more recent years, harm reduction is being used in other spaces like sexual health. Uh, public health just in general, as you see with COVID, like we've been seeing a lot of ways where folks have been just trying to minimize harm and minimize the spread of different things. And I think that harm reduction is like a really amazing philosophy. It's got its flaws, but I mean, we'll, we'll get into that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into it now. What are some of the flaws that you think are in harm reduction? Well, when we're talking about harm reduction, specifically with drug and drug users, it is started by and for white folks. So it's rolling my eyes. Ugh. Yeah, you know, it's it's a hard truth and they're very aware. And I think that is why, at least now in in the area that I live in, they're trying to expand services to make sure that they're more inclusive of like transgender nonconforming people, you know, POCs, uh, women even, because believe it or not, a good chunk of drunk the majority of drug users are white men. So Really? Um, <laughs> Whoa. White men <laughs> using shocking. drugs? Shocking. News. New one what what time is it? I was like, Channel 7 News, get it on there. <laughs> this is breaking news. <laughs> um but yeah, so harm reduction was a philosophy that was really started for drug users who were white, um, to break the stigma and to make sure that folks were safe. So I feel like in that sense, harm reduction has a flaw because it's not focusing on all folks who use drugs. But uh, like I said, they're hopefully and sort of are moving away from that. And yeah, serving I think I'd have to agree with that because it feels like when there's like harm reduction models, like pamphlets or everything, it feels as if it's being sold, quote unquote, sold or targeted to a very specific demographic. And it's not as accessible as uh, it should be. Right. I mean, there are d people with disabilities that need harm reduction because they use substances, you know, in their everyday life. Like, I want to see more, I don't know, like harm reduction resources in Braille or something mm -hmm. or, or being made available to uh, schools that are primarily 
uh, black and people of color rather than like those those rich hoity-toity posh bougie private ass schools like right everybody uses drugs and substances baby it is um it's really interesting too just because where i work is a major city and so the major city has a lot of harm reduction services but where i live which is also an area with which is more populated with specifically black people and people of color there's very limited harm reduction services when it comes to drugs and drug users so even there we are seeing that there's a, like it's there's no accessibility for everyone and if you're not mobile those services aren't really available to you mm-hmm. either which is also mm-hmm. another barrier mm, we got we got we you and I we're doing the groundwork here we got to make things more accessible to people we do we, gotta, we do you know cuz like i think the very core philosophy is, of harm reduction is we want you to have fun, but don't fucking die in the process of having fun. Right. Don't get sick. Don't harm others. Mm, exactly. Unless they consent to being sex, sexy harmed. I don't know. Right. And see, that's that's something we talk about as a harm reduction tip as well. Is just get consent for anything prior to doing whatever you do. Exactly. So uh, I, I want to like um, relate this back to sex education because I've think that like i think that people listening to this episode this far are going to be like so what do drugs and shit have to do with sex education so in your opinion what do you think or why do you think harm reduction is so important when in the context of sex education well um kind of like i was saying earlier harm reduction is a philosophy right and it's literally in the name you're reducing harm that's what we're trying to do so in Fear of sex ed, we talk about harm reduction and reducing your risk for STIs, reducing pregnancy, um, reducing sexual violence, reducing um, emotional violence, right? Like we're, we're sharing information and ways for folks to be safer. And I always say that because there's no such thing as safe sex. There's just Correct. safer sex because there are steps you can take to make it safer. Nothing's 100% safe. Yeah, not condoms, not even prep is 100%. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I think that um, we need to start looking at the way that we frame sex ed. And instead of making it like, oh, this is how you have safe sex, we need to just talk about how to be as safe as you can be. Because who knows the best? You know the best. You know what's best for you. Um, And so what might be best for you might not be best for somebody else. So we have to keep those things in mind as well another harm reduction kind of like principle i guess Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and whenever people like hear this i try to make it like as easy as possible for them to understand why i advocate for condom use even though i don't use any myself because i'm a slut um (laughs) (laughs) condoms i've never heard of it it's not in my vocabulary sorry (laughs) who is she condom is that a new man's name? Uh, <laughs> ooh, introduce me. As long as he's got a wallet and insurance. No, I'm kidding. Um, I'll fuck anything with a pulse, really. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so many things are only. So many things are only. Truly, we're, we're going to unpack all of that in therapy. But um, <laughs> when I try to explain what harm reduction is to people, I try to make it as simple as possible in like, when you were a kid, 
you would not be afraid to go out and play in the sun. But playing in the sun does present its own risks, like, I don't know, sunburn, skin cancer, whatever. So you're going to, like, put on sunscreen, right, to protect yourself. Just because the harm is going to be there does not mean you should avoid it completely. So I feel like as harm reductionists, we get some sort of stigma of, like, being on a high horse, you know, mm-hmm. like we're not trying to stop you from having fun. We're just mm-hmm. trying to keep you from dying. Right. And, um, you know, even, even then people also consider harm reductionists uh, enablers or um, promoting drug use, which is not true. Right. Um, in my work, if someone comes to me and says, Hey, I want some smoking supplies, right? And then if I ask them, do you want supplies for shooting up drugs as well? And they're like, oh no, I've been off the needle for seven years or whatever. I'm not going to be like, yay, good for you. I'll be like, oh, okay, that's cool because one is not better than the other. You know what I mean? There's no, there's no better drug. There's no, oh, good for you for being sober. Like it's, it's very different, the approach. And I think that people don't understand that. I feel like people are more so feeling like we are promoting and only like do drugs. You have to do drugs. And it's like, it's not, that's not a thing. I mean, Mm -hmm. yes, do drugs if you want, but you don't have to. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Or like relating it back to your work as an abortion doula. Like I'm pro-choice, but then my conservative family is like, so do you want people to get abortions? I'm like, no, I want them to have the choice to get one. That's what. Right. right. Which is, harm reduction, right? You have the option, you have the support, you have the resources to do whatever you choose to do. That's exactly. That's why people need to stay in their own goddamn lane. (laughs) (laughs) But we want you to drive safely in your lane. Right. Drive safely in your lane, but stay in it. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. People be overtaking and cutting me off. I'm like, this is why I have road rage. This is why I have fucking high blood pressure. It's so stupid. (laughs) But um, anyways, back to the harm reduction thing. Like, so I work with the AIDS Committee of Toronto as a volunteer outreach coordinator. And my main role is to hang out in the bathhouse, not as a client, excuse me. There are days for that. But when I'm hanging out in the bathhouse as a harm reductionist, harm reductionist? Yeah. Uh, When I'm hanging out there as a harm reductionist, I am there as like this beacon, this like symbol of hope for anyone that like needs to get informed on a specific sex education topic or whatever. And very recently I had this one patron come to me who was like wondering why I had gloves, like uh, in baggies and everything. And I told him that these are gloves for fisting. And he was like, uh, why are you telling people that they should be fisting, that they should be like getting their holes wrecked? I'm like, I'm not telling anyone they should do anything. I'm just saying, if you want to do this, here's the safest way to do this. Like, Mm -hmm. go ahead and get fisted. Don't get fisted. I'm not telling you to like how to live your sex life. Just don't fucking die. I don't want you to get like, you know, hep C or anything or I don't know, some new strain of super gonorrhea in the process of it. Right? Yes. I feel like that, yeah. So even in the realm of sexual 
wellness and sexual health. I feel like that's the realistic understanding is that we're like, yeah, we know condoms exist. We know dental dams exist. We know gloves exist. Are the majority of people using them? Probably not. But we know that it's available for you to have. And that's really all that matters. We know that we've given you the information on if you chose not to use them, what, what could possibly be the natural consequences of that. And that's also just like being real. Like harm reduction is just being real, being real, being honest. These are the things that could happen if you don't use these tools. These are the things that could possibly happen if you use these tools too. But the choice is yours. The choice is yours. Yeah, you are responsible for your own risk calculation. Yes. Like, I'm not telling you we're recording this during spooky season, so I'm not telling you to like go in a fucking haunted house to celebrate Halloween. But like, you know, enter at your own risk, just like my booty hole. Enter at your own risk because it will cut off your circulation. I have told men that, yeah. Because it's quite loose. But not loose. Wow. I really... (laughs) I really fucked up that line, didn't I? I'm tight. It's a Friday night. (laughs) And I told you I'm lit. Um, That was fantastic. (laughs) Freudian slip. Freudian's lip. Now I got a gorilla grip all over booty. I promise. I swear. It's tight. I just got it checked. I just got her checked. I just got her maintained at the mechanic. I swear. I got a tight booty hole. But um <laughs> But anyways, yeah, so like, you know, it's telling people that if you're gonna do this, please just have the knowledge. Arm yourself with the proper information to calculate your risk to you know be as informed as possible and like you know i don't mean to relate this back to covid but this is the time we live in like this is what a mask does this is what a vaccine does i don't want to force you to wear one i don't want to force you to get a shot but here are the facts of facts of life here are the facts that science has presented us that this is the most effective way to reduce the spread of whether it be covid whether it be stis or any other like life-threatening organism this is the way to keep it at a minimum it's never gonna be zero so you can't say it doesn't work well it works to an extent so uh, goodness i didn't mean to go off on that rant i again i am feeling heated whenever it comes to like as a gay man i'm very like passionate about harm reduction because I feel that the queer community is most impacted by the substance use. You know, we're the ones that have to wake up every day and fucking struggle with whether it be our identity, our sexual orientation, some new law that aims to like take us down. So what do we do? We're going to fucking drink. We're going to use drugs to get by another day. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to ask in your opinion, what exactly is the first of all what is a substance let's define what a substance or a drug is and why we use it and then why it's stigmatized so i mean there's a lot of drugs out there um <laughs> i can't say, i can't say that i i can define what a drug is but i will tell you that there are 
also many reasons why people use drugs. There's no one reason why someone uses drugs. I think we also commonly, what's the word? We commonly miscategorize alcohol as not a drug. Alcohol is a drug. It's actually num- the one of the most used and misused drug, but we are so, um, it's so socially acceptable that we don't really put it in that, in the same category as like say crack or fentanyl. Right. But there's, you know, drugs are anything that you use to feel good, to, um, get well, to, um, to forget, to deal with trauma. Like you could literally use it for any reason to experiment and drugs don't necessarily have to alter the state of the body, but just the state of mind. It could be, um, yeah, there, there's a, a million reasons and ways that drugs can be used and why they're used. And in the queer community specifically, I feel like alcohol, of course, is one of the ones that is used a lot. Um, and then, of course, it's one of the ones that is pushed on the queer community the most in a legal way because of course alcohol is legal so mm-hmm. absolute <laughs> vodka be pushing the gay agenda on us with the rainbow washing every single pride season. Right. like we every, get it every pride with their rainbow absolutes <laughs> gray goose be out here with like you know strawberry orange lemon lime like i get it god mm-hmm. i'm gay you don't need to remind me <laughs> exactly but um, yeah, I think that the stigma really comes from um, I, my best comparison about this is like one of those TikTok trends. I'm not on TikTok, but we all know TikTok has made its way to Instagram and all the other social media sites like Twitter. But um, it's like the one where it's like, what's considered cool if you're rich, but like ratchet if you're poor, right? And it was like doing drugs. And I was like, literally, that's what it is, right? I see all sorts of people come into my harm reduction center. People pull up in Mercedes Benz, business suits. There's folks who are houseless who pull up. Like, it's very, the spectrum of drug users is so huge. It's wide. Um, And, but that is the stigma, right? If you've got money and you're able to do your drugs in secret, that's okay. Or in its social settings, that's okay. But if you're doing your drugs outside where everybody can see you, that's that's just that's a disgrace. That's terrible. You shouldn't be allowed to do that. Which doesn't People make that. any sense to me. Because like, why is it that these Wall Street fucking lawyers and bankers they can do drugs on their you know forty high story office desk, and that's like, oh my god, you're so fucking cool, bro. And then, like, you know, me, some lower middle class nobody will just, like, do a line of coke off a drag queen's fake tit and be like, ugh, he needs some class. Somebody teach him. I'm like, go fuck yourself. Let me do what I want whenever I want. Right. And it's like the the idea of it is like the drugs aren't different, right? The only thing that's different is what setting, maybe. Social class. Right, socioeconomic status. But I was like, you are doing the same drugs. Yeah. So if you, no one is better than the other. We just want to make sure whoever's doing the drugs is being safe about it. That's it. Exactly. And like, uh, you know, to make it even more fucking basic, uh, caffeine, technically a drug. Mm-hmm. Everybody consumes that. Yeah. Fucking Starbucks. Like, you Not know. Coca-Cola. Yes, sugar. 
sugar. Sugar is also something that is a huge drug, something that people are very addicted to. Girl, yeah, sugar. Oh, and literally just reminded me, fucking cigarettes. Mm. Everybody smokes. Well, I haven't smoked a cigarette in like 12 years, and my dick sucking has improved tenfold. Um, So everybody looking to quit. Mm -hmm. Yes. Listen, I can deep throat. I can deep throat. <laughs> Listen, I used to smoke cigarettes too. And that is actually something that I mentioned at my job. I said, we've got all these harm reduction flyers on every drug under the sun. But where's harm reduction information on weed? Where's harm reduction information on cigarette smoking? Where's harm reduction information on alcohol? Because people do that too. That's a drug. But that information's not up there. So it's like, it's very interesting to see too, even on the harm reduction side, what gets considered as a drug compared to other people, right? Because even now, I feel like people don't even consider weed to be a drug, right? Because it's a plan, it's medicine. It's so like, you know, widespread at this point. It's a drug. It's still a drug. It's okay. (laughs) Shrooms are drugs. Yeah. Mushrooms are drugs. Yes, they are grown out of the ground, but it's still a drug. Like... It I changes mean, your, your mental state. It alters your your mind. Right? Like, literally even wine. That grew from a fucking grape and right. fermented right. with yeast. That's natural. It's still a drug, baby. Yes. Come on. Just because it's made man-made or not <laughs> doesn't change the fact that it's a drug. And that's okay because that's part of the stigma, right? We We have separated drugs right into these different categories of what's socially acceptable and what isn't so marijuana cigarettes even i mean oh wait actually you know what i'm not even going to say that cigarettes have become like socially unacceptable but vaping that's acceptable it's still it's still nicotine it's still the drug you know what i mean (laughs) enjoy that popcorn lung baby Oof, you know, I'm not going to lie. I'm on the vape train with the weed, so I will be tracking in 20 years. I'm sorry. I can't wait to hear that raspy-ass voice just like, hey, everybody, it's your fave hoe on the go. <laughs> I already got to sound like that, so. <laughs> and I was like, it's, it's okay. Like, I already got to sound that way anyway, so. It'll listen, like, listen Naya, it, it, it does it for me. It does it for me, boo-boo. It does it. So it's doing things to me. <laughs> Come through. Oh, my God. Well, by that definition, I guess we can say that my dick is a drug because lots of men are addicted to it. Okay. We can do the same about the Gucci cat. Okay. <laughs> my loose ball. <laughs> that's you, baby. That's that's also a drug. Come on. <laughs> I swear I'm tight. I swear. I promise. A lot of guys come to top for me they're like oh i really want to top you babe i really do i'm like well get in line take a number take a number we'll be right back after this commercial break yes hello all my little sluts it's me mama slut hope you're enjoying the show so far i just wanted to hop on here real quick to let you in on a sexy little deal Do you like feeling sexy and looking sexy? Of course you do. Only my listeners are sexy as fuck. I have partnered with fetishwear designer Dale Kuda to bring you the hottest deals on custom jock straps, harnesses, hats, and more. 
head over to dalekuda.com, that's D-A-L-E-K-U-D-A.com, and use code SEXEDWITHTIM at checkout for 25% off the entire store. Yeah, you heard me, 25% off. And cherry on top, free shipping, oh my god. (laughs) I have a few of the stuff that he has made for me, and... Girl, I'm wearing it right now. I'm wearing like a little jock strap so that I could easily just like slip a little butt plug or dildo every now and then here and there. And I'm on the train. I'm just like, uh, 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 thank you, Dale. <laughs> That's dalecuda.com with the code SEXEDWITHTIM for 25% off your entire purchase with free shipping. With a deal like that, I swear I could come buckets, honey. <laughs> Hey, you disgusting pervs. We all like sex toys, right? Nipple clamps, vibrators, masturbators, oh my. Good For Her has one of the best selection of sex toys, learning resources, online workshops, and gender expression materials you can't find anywhere else. Go to goodforher.com and use code SEXED with TIM10 for 10% off your purchase of any of the toys bought online. That's G-O-O-D-F-O-R-H-E-R.com and the code S-E-X-E-D-W-I-T-H-T-I-M-1-0 at checkout for 10% off your purchase of any of the toys bought online. And they ship worldwide. Trans-inclusive, feminist, and pleasure-focused, Good For Her has been doing the Lord's work since 1997, bringing you everything you need to get that... Uh... Uh... The show is about to begin. Yes. I mean, okay, I don't want to be that guy who, like, brags, but, you know, sleeping with at least over a thousand men in my life, I have had enough experience to know the difference between, like, you know, men that I should avoid and men that I should be, like, pursuing. And back on the topic of harm reduction, I feel like we don't talk about the our social media use as harm reduction because shit now that we're all connected like virtually yeah people are going wild in these dms boo boo oh yeah you know there is a way to have harm reduction in your social media usage as well the block button the mute button the block button the unfollow button they're all beautiful okay they're all levels yeah so the way that you interact with others online and that is hard reduction (laughs) yeah because that's your mental health at stake yes it really is deleting your app off the phone not your account but just deleting the app off your phone that's that's even a harm reducing step like listen Yes, you know. Listen, my latest harm reduction was literally going to a cottage to disconnect from the world for at least three or four days just so I can get dicked down by daddy. But (laughs) so that way that there was no harm. No harm. (laughs) Exactly. It was just me harming his booty hole. (laughs) I am officially done with you. Yeah, sorry if you're no longer want to be a guest on the show. It's fine. No, I totally understand. <laughs> no, we are we are too deep in this thing. Okay. So was Unhead. I last weekend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, um, harm reduction during the weekend. I mean, 
oh boy, daddy wanted to fuck for 36 hours straight. I was like, hold on, baby. Uh, like, I need a break too. Girls got to eat. Oh. I got to, yeah. Which I'm like, you know what? I'm no longer 21. I'm 28 now. So <laughs> it's going to take some time for me to recover. Like, I, I get it, but l- l- let's pace ourselves. We still did it anyway. Gatorade, fucking power bars. And- yeah, I was just about to say, yeah, put the Gatorade on the side of the table, some liquid IV. Literally mainline adrenaline into my veins just so I can fuck you on like 120 beats per minute heart rate. How much of the time? Yeah, I mean, hey, you know what? He really wanted to like keep fucking because his husband was coming for the weekend, and I'm like, all right, we just got to get as much sex in as possible before he comes over. So, challenge accepted. <laughs> yeah, more power, <laughs> <to you. laughs> more power to me. More power to my booty hole. More power to my dick. More power to everyone who wants to have sex yeah. and as oh. much sex as you want. Mm-hmm. And more power to you if you want to use as much substances as you want, as little substances as you want. It's mm-hmm. your pleasure in your control. Nobody else can take that away from you. That's Unless right. it's your dealer that has shortchanged you on your fucking ounce. Then I'd be like, what the fuck? Ooh, how much mm. elsewhere? Uh, not speaking from experience, obviously. <laughs> fuck you, Justin. Ugh. Wherever you are. <laughs> Did I just drag my drama into this episode? My bad. Um, Moving on. (laughs) Not not me spilling my tea live on the air. Oh no. (laughs) Um okay, let's move on to the actual useful facts that we do in our harm reduction shifts. I guess we can call it shifts. Mm -hmm. Um let's start with something as simple as marijuana. What are Mm -hmm. some of the ways that people can partake in marijuana safely? Yeah, so of course, you know, COVID is something that's not going to go away. So we want to talk about reducing just your COVID risks, even Um, if you, and this is also something to be mindful of, every tip that we have is if you have the access, the resources, the availability to do these things, try to do them if you can and if you want to. Um, But with smoking weed specifically, Um, I always tell folks, try to avoid, of course, tobacco, because we already know that tobacco is another drug that when mixed with marijuana can have very adverse side effects. You know, some people don't react well to tobacco and the chemicals in tobacco or like the nicotine. Um, I tell folks to avoid like the, the tobacco wraps, like the blunt wraps and stuff. Try to smoke hemp wraps if you can, or natural wraps. Um, smoke out of glassware because it's a little bit better on the lungs. Um, if you're able to consume edibles instead, because at least in that way, oh, I love a good edible, mm. right? Too, but not everyone can handle edibles, so I totally understand that. Um, but there's also like so many other really cool ways that you can consume weed. Um, you know, topicals, tinctures, pill form. Um, or even just like, even in a drink, right? You could just like drink some sort of edible weed thing. I don't know. Tea. Um, shit. And then I'm trying mm-hmm. to think, like I'm missing out on something. Oh, right. If you're smoking with folks, um, if you can have everybody have their own like thing to smoke, like whether it be joints or if you're sharing a pipe, wipe the pipe in between 
you know, puffs on the tip of the pipe that you're not the tip of the dick, the tip of the pipe. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for throwing that in for my sake. (laughs) Tip of the pipe. You can wipe it with an alcohol pad or even just wiping it with, I know it's kind of gross, but hand sanitizer because it's got alcohol in it. Sometimes that's all you got on hand and just wipe it off with a little cloth. Mm. I don't know. Do you have any other harm reduction tips that you like? For for me, I'm... (laughs) No one's no one's gonna do this except me. But you remember um the Disney movie One Hundred and One Dalmatians, and then Cruella Deville with that fucking long ass cigarette yes. holder. That's what I use when I'm passing the blunt. I <laughs> have that fucking cigarette holder, and then I put it there, and then I smoke from it because one, it looks real bougie, and I love to feel a little bougie. And two, your mouth is miles away from the people passing that blunt, so all I do is just inhale the smoke. Yes, tips and filters. Amazing. Yeah. Because, like, also, I just want to be like, puppies. I love puppies. (laughs) (laughs) I I love a good puppy. (laughs) No, honestly, those, those like joint and blunt holders are so cute. And they have them in all sorts of colors. So you look like a real bougie bitch when you have one. Mm -hmm. I love like being a good bougie bitch. But um, yeah, so I use that. And also, like, for anyone out there that's listening to this who's singing, definitely uh, try the edible way, try the, the tea way, the pill way. It's so much better and less strain on your vocal cords. I bet Adele uses weed and she doesn't like smoke. She probably like uses, I don't know, an edible every now and then. Mm -hmm. Mom like that? The the life that she lives? Come on, Adele. You get high. We know it. You didn't (laughs) just get skinny from exercise and diet. Nah, girl, you got high. We know. We can see. We can see. Um, uh so next uh substance that i know a lot of people use especially within the queer community cocaine what are some of the safe practical ways that people can uh partake in cocaine again um covid it's a thing right you don't want to share the same snorting utensils with other people because why you have lots of teeny little blood vessels in your nose and besides covid you are also at risk for hep c by doing that. So be careful. So if you got your own $20 bill, $100 bill, your own straw, um, post-it notes, sticky notes, you can use those to snort with, um, you know, any type of implement that cannot be shared, or if you have multiple of them share, you know, give everybody their own. Um, I also recommend folks testing their substances always, always, always. Fentanyl testing strips exist. Um, Substance-specific testing kits and strips um, exist as well. You can probably find those online or at your local harm reduction center. Um, Yeah. Any other tips that you have? Those are, I feel like, my main ones for cocaine. For me, yeah. So never share straws because that shit is gross. If you're not going to double dip chips, why would you double dip with a straw? That's fucking disgusting. Um. (laughs) Also, like, make sure to snort on a clean surface as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you go to your nearest Dwayne Reed and get yourself some antibacterial wipes before you head up the club. And just, if you're going to line up in the bathroom like me, and you're, you got to be a little bit of a neat freak. Because the fucking line to the bathroom is long, and you don't know what's on the fucking, you know, 
the toilet where the tank is or like on the sink, you don't know what's been on there. Wipe it down a little bit if you really need to do a quick hit. Also, like have make sure your supply is, you know, good. Just like you said, like uh, testing because like I've heard people are spiking their supplies with other shit. So, yeah. So there's a lot of like, there's a lot of like rumor and mystery around because fentanyl, right? Fentanyl using and like overdoses have been like really huge. But what, what really happens is kind of one to go back to what you said about wiping your surfaces down if you're someone who uses multiple drugs that you might like chop up and sniff or just like crush down really fine, making sure you wipe down your surfaces is huge because you might have cross contamination. And a lot of times what happens with those suppliers when they're giving folks, you know, cocaine or heroin or whatever, that's also looks like it could be not fentanyl. If they also have fentanyl, that shit could sometimes get cross-contaminated or they, they can't tell the difference because they look so similar. Um, and as we know, fentanyl is my, miles, light years stronger than a lot of drugs that are out here on the market. So That's like an elephant tranquilizer, swear to God. Yeah. Holy yeah. hell. Like, yeah. It's smallest amount of fentanyl is like... It's just it deadly. Yeah, it could be yeah, deadly. Shit. Yeah. yeah. So everybody, make sure there's no fucking fentanyl in your supply, because shit, I have. There is. Uh, don't freak out about that. Just there's there's steps to take for that yeah, as well. Be careful. Yeah, because like uh, the amount of overdose cases that I helped prevent uh, in Pride 2019 were mm. like fentanyl related. Yeah. Sorry, fentanyl and GHB, which is like another party drug that people were putting into their drinks. Known like known as roofies. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. I have been roofied. It is not fun. Oh God. Yeah. I'm so, really sorry. That. Eh, it is long, long ago, and I worked it out with a kink uh, escort. Thank you. Worked out my trauma. Claimed it back for me. I am healed. That's why my ass is tight. I said tight. Thank God. Yes. Um. <laughs> I'm really glad that you were able to work through that because that's really hard and that's really scary. And unfortunately, mm. it happens a lot. People get... I also do harm reduction for raves. People get dosed at raves. So, like, it's it's real. It happens often. I never really understood the logic with people spiking other people's things. It's like, why would you want to... Sh- share your drugs i bought it i would never want to share my own drugs stay away from my supply baby some people are assholes right there's some people are horrible and are looking to start trouble or cause or harm someone else some people are really lit and forget that they put things in drinks that i've also experienced that where everybody's kind of partying and maybe everybody's kind of like going with the flow, but no one really knows like what's going on. And like, oh yeah, that's right. I forgot I put Molly in that drink over there. Oh boy, right? <laughs> you can you can forget a lot of things, especially when you're in alcohol. Which is why, for me, like for my own harm reduction strategies with alcohol, I have set a cash budget so I never go over and I never use my credit card. Mm-hmm. Um, I can like start to f- be more aware of the signs of when I'm getting tipsy or like when I'm about to like fucking pass out, 
you know, like, okay, my skin is feeling a little heated. I got that Asian glow that we get when we drink. So this is like a good sign for me to stop because there is literally no fun in the morning after hangover. Oh, God. Why do people want to drink to that extent? It doesn't make sense to me. Your liver will not be as functional as it used to back when you were 21 i have seen so many people like puke on the dance floor they puke on the fucking train ride back home gross yeah yes and so i guess this can be harm reduction for alcohol and other drugs but um yeah the way that you can reduce harm with alcohol if you plan on mixing things maybe make sure you do it with a buddy don't mix things for the first time by yourself. Definitely avoid things that are um, stimulants because alcohol is a depressant. So that type of like up and down for your heart and your blood pressure is a lot. Um, for example, I know a lot of people like to smoke weed and drink and drink. Um, weed can sometimes be a stimulant. Sometimes it's a depressant, but mostly kind of a stimulant. So you have to kind of even be aware of that as well. I know a lot of people do it, but it could have adverse effects on certain people. Um, and also just being really mindful that when you're drinking, um, knowing your limits, trying not to mix a bunch of things together. Um, you know, I'm like, what? what's the saying? Beer before liquor, never been sicker. Liquor mm. before beer, you're in the clear. Mm, yes i mean you know what hey for me it's like as long as someone else is paying for it i'm good (laughs) another one that i've learned is if you're drinking clear liquor stick with clear liquor if you're drinking dark liquor stick with dark liquor because once you start mixing them all together gives you tummy troubles yeah especially (laughs) for me and my my little sensitive gut what if i need to bottom what if i need to bottom that night I don't want to fucking like diarrhea all over his dick, which has happened before. You know, mixed Guinness and vodka. And yeah, I know I was a stupid little gaby. Yeah. Whoa, that is a that is a mixture indeed. Yeah. It's a good thing he was ugly because I don't want to fuck him again. But um, (laughs) different tea altogether. Oh my gosh. I was really desperate for some dick. I really did not care. I had my beer goggles on full strength. <laughs> as long as everyone was consenting, that's all that matters. Uh, I mean, I don't know if I was, but you know what? At this point, let's just say I was consenting because I was really horny with all the alcohol inside of me. I was just like, just put it inside me. And then I farted and shat all over it. And oh God. Oh. I just feel wet now and disgusting. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's move on. The audience does not want to hear this. Um, I do want to bring to attention, they're not going to see this, but your shirt, it says Narcan saves lives. Yes. I love it. Um, for the people who don't know what it is, what is Narcan? So Narcan or it's... Uh... I guess like medical name, naloxone, um, is a drug that helps folks who are experiencing an opioid overdose. So it helps reverse them. Um, what it does is it actually binds to the brain receptors that are being essentially overtaken by opioids. Um, and it helps to take them off the receptors. 
Um, something that I actually recently learned is that fentanyl, because fentanyl is kind of the big thing that folks are concerned about, um, is very like strong to the receptors. So sometimes when you use Narcan on someone who's having a fentanyl overdose or has maybe um, ingested fentanyl, it might take a little bit more than normal to get them to kind of like come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, other op- opioids are like what? Is cocaine an opioid? Is heroin? Is meth? Like what are the opioids that will be affected by naloxone? So I definitely heroin. I'm like, what are all the pills, Lord? I can't even think of them. My brain is Ecstasy. turned off. Yeah, right. You can all, if you take any type of like what they call them, uh, press pills, where usually they're like cut up with different things like speed any type of like powder substance that needs to be kind of like broken down. Mm, okay. What are also, some of the signs? Yeah. Sorry. Oh, go okay. ahead. But I was going to say a lot of times what happens is even when you think you're doing a drug, that's like not an opioid per se, or something that wouldn't have opioids in it because of people trying to increase supply, they will cut it with other, th- other things like opioids or other type of drugs. Mm-hmm. too. So it doesn't even hurt to just carry some Narcan with you. Like, even if there are no opioids in the building, it's still, like, not going to do any harm if you see your friend ODing on Coke or whatever. It's just, like, just have it there. Yeah, that's um, one of the things that I really push is when, even if you don't plan on using drugs yourself, carry it with you. You never know who might need it. I feel like a question I get a lot whenever we give our Narcan trainings is how do you know if someone's overdosing? You don't really know someone's overdosing. There are signs to tell you like, okay, this person's breathing is slowing down, that their color might be changing, they're non-responsive, but that also could be some anything, right? Someone could have just passed out. An allergic reaction or something. Right. So you just want to check this person. If you can see that this person may have been doing substances or there's someone around to maybe confirm that, just go ahead and do the Narcan and something that we've actually kind of moved away from before we used to have folks do chest compressions after they Narcan someone, we're actually moving away from that because your heart's not stopping. You're just having a respiratory distress when you're overdosing. So those rescue breaths are really, really, really important. Sometimes people even say they don't even need Narcan. They just did the rescue breathing and people come back. So rescue breathing like mouth to mouth. Yes. Mouth to mouth. Mm, I don't know how I feel. About, well, you know what? I've eaten ass. What am I saying? <laughs> I was, well, was going to say, so there is even some harm reduction around doing Narcan, saving someone when you're doing an opioid reversal. So say you're not feeling comfortable giving someone mouth to mouth, right? It's a stranger. You've never met this person before. It's not the best, but if you've got nothing, use your t-shirt. It's a barrier. Um, if you don't have that, I carry around the CPR masks because I work at a harm reduction center. So I have CPR masks in my backpack and in my bag. I carry that around. You could just pop it on. It's got a little tube. And then it just kind of like helps the per- you know, get the air straight into the person's, um, you know, throat, air passages. <laughs> mm. I'm over here like trying to touch my neck. Like y'all know my, what I'm talking about, right? My, uh, I call it my cum tunnel. <laughs> And then another harm reduction um, thing that you could use when you are trying to do rescue breathing, if you don't want to do it yourself, if someone's with, like, for example, a lot of folks that we serve are in the homeless population and they're sometimes not alone. 
So maybe if their partner is nearby or a friend of theirs that they've used with or something that's been in a more intimate setting, ask them to do the rescue breaths for you. So you don't have to do it if you don't feel comfortable. Um, there's, there's so many ways that if you're not comfortable doing the rescue breathing, somebody else might step in and do it for you. Or, you know, there's a way that you could do it as comfortably and as safely as possible. Because you're, you're going to find someone in the bar who is like willing to make out with an unconscious body for sure. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Like that, that white woman who's enjoying her bachelorette party at the gay bar. Like, Oh me, I'll do it. <sighs> like, Okay, bitch. You dumb, but at least you're trying to save a life. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I love white women in gay spaces. We hate you, but you're there to cause drama. Another oh. harm reduction tip. Please stay the hell away from us. Um, <laughs> the harm reduction tip. Stay the hell away. Uh, very, very briefly, I feel like we would be remiss if we didn't cover this. Um, if you are going to be partaking in any substance that requires injections, please do not use or share needles. Please do not share needles. Uh, that is the quickest way to spread uh, HIV. Uh, please do not do that. I have worked in the bathhouse long enough to see someone who has been drugged out of their mind and started digging around in the used needle container and was just desperate to get a needle for himself. And I was just like, oh, no, uh, this is really bad. So please do not share needles. Uh, always find yourself like a container that you can pick up at a pharmacy. I'm pretty sure they give that out. And yeah, like... Keep, keep an eye out and like you know just use a fresh vein don't fucking like ruin the veins that you got now also with your booty bumps because i've heard people have been injecting their drugs through their anus so it's not as visible and it doesn't leave track marks on your arm right very dangerous um right. booty yeah. bumping is super it is it is a way to consume your drugs is it the safest way not particularly some people prefer it because, of course, they don't want to inject. But this, like you said, it is very dangerous because your butthole is a mucous membrane. And so mm. it, it is very susceptible to getting a lot of drugs, much more concentrated than going into your, your veins. And mm -hmm. so you have to be really mindful of like the amount of drugs that you're using when you're booty bumping. Exactly. So if you're going to be worried about track marks, just do what we do and get a tattoo. <laughs> do it. Just ask the tattoo artist, can you make something out of this? And then they'll draw, like, I don't know, a fucking Disney character on you. It'll be cute. You get something out of it. You get Mickey with the red eyes. Just like, how are you doing, Doc? I'm good. I swear, I don't have a problem. <laughs> oh, Mickey Mouse, the Wonder Years. <laughs> Uh, After yeah. divorcing Minnie. <laughs> oh, Truly. Okay, so we have covered a lot of substance use here, and I feel like that's a lot of information. People can rewind to take in as much information as we need. And I do want to briefly cover your harm reduction work specifically in abortion and your role as an abortion doula. I have already interviewed a birth doula 
And I kind of have a vague idea of what it means to be a doula, but for those of us not really in the know, what is it that you do as an abortion doula? Yeah, so um, abortion doulas are folks who help with physical and emotional, spiritual support of folks with pregnancy conclusion. Um, so that doesn't just include voluntary abortions or medical abortions. Um, it could also be miscarriages. It could be, um, stillbirths. It could be, you know, even dealing with, um, IVF and like infertility treatment or yeah. I was like, did I say that correctly? Yes. (laughs) Um, um, yeah. So you're helping folks in a lot of capacities in ways that you wouldn't even really consider, um, to be like, I guess, traditional doula work. For example, I have helped folks locate where they could go get appointments. I have made sure folks have had money so that they could go to get their abortions. I have walked people through and literally supported people emotionally while they were doing the at-home abortion, the pill. It's, yeah, there's a lot that kind of goes into abortion doula work. It's very wide. Mm-hmm. Right. And I really just want to briefly touch on that because it is uh, part of harm reduction. And I feel like it is not as talked about as much because, you know, the whole abortion conversation does get a little lost in the fog because, you know, pro-choice, pro-life, all that stuff. Um, But I do want to give you a little bit of praise because of your work as an as an abortion doula, which is so fucking cool. And I want people to know, I want people listening to this, that not only are you knowledgeable in harm reduction stuff, but you're also knowledgeable in uh, your your role to the parent that is undergoing an abortion or the client, whoever. So... Um, snaps to you, Naya. Oh my God. Yes. (laughs) But I just want to give you a chance to tell the audience about any sort of resources and what they can find. So please make like a butt and plug away anything. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I love stuff on my butt. (laughs) Don't we all? Oh my God. Please make like a button, plug away any resources that you want the people to find. Yeah, definitely. Um, I now have my website up so I can finally tell people to go to my fucking website <laughs> because Instagram is the devil and I'll say it here and I'll say it again. Instagram has shadow banned the fuck out of me, but you can also find me on Instagram. Um, that's ho on the go and that's H-E-A-U-X on the G-E-A-U-X. Um, and my website is hoeonthego.net because I, weirdly enough, someone has hoeonthego.com, but it don't exist. So whoever that hoe is, if you hear this podcast, give me hoeonthego.com back. Okay. Also go fuck yourself. (laughs) Um, and then you can also find me on Twitter where I sometimes post nudes and stuff and just talk a bunch of shit, um, at hogo. And yeah, I am, I'm just, you know continuing to do my work in harm reduction in all of those aspects, sexual health and wellness, drug use, um, and in, of course, my work as an abortion doula. But yeah, my goal in just in life is to just continue sharing my experiences with folks and also educating folks so that they're living their safest, most pleasurable, best lives. 
Yes, I love it. Do you have any final parting words for the audience to take away, whether it be harm reduction, your role in abortion? Yeah, um, I just want folks to know that if you are someone who uses drugs or has used drugs in the past, that there's nothing wrong with that. You are loved. We love people no matter what they do. The number one principle of harm reduction is loving people and meeting them where they're at. And that really means understanding that people have these journeys, right? And it's life. That's life. So I'm not going to judge you for where you're at right now because that might not be where you're at tomorrow. And I'm just here to support. And same for folks who are also maybe experiencing um, any type of pregnancy conclusion, abortion, you know, miscarriage. You are not a disappointment. It's not your fault. You're not at fault. It's not a negative thing. It's very common. And you're human. You have the right to feel feelings about these things, to do what you want with your body. And there's people here that love and want to support you like myself and others, and you're seen. I love it. Uh, You are loved. We will meet you where you are, as long as you're not my fucking dealer, Justin, who shortchanged me. But anyways. um... (laughs) Yeah, Justin, we're coming for you. We're coming for you, baby, wherever you are. I hope you're dead. No, I'm kidding. Whatever. Live your best life. Whatever. Um, Anyways, uh, Naya, thank you so much for coming on the show. And for all the listeners that have made it this far into this chaotic-ass episode, thank you so much for all your support. Please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, all the big corporations that want to take my money because I'm so broke and so gay and they want to take advantage of me. (laughs) Anyways, um, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the sex edwardson podcast and i will see you at the next one bye thanks for listening to the sex edwardson podcast sex edwardson is created and produced by me tim lagman music is aces high by kevin mcleod follow me on twitter and instagram at gay clown and at sex edwardson you can also like and follow me on the sex edwardson facebook page if you enjoyed the show please rate review and subscribe on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you get your podcasts even better you can also support the show on patreon where you can get early access to ad-free episodes and more thanks for all your support you dirty little slut Mwah.